Prefit Barrels this week on Mail Call Mondays. I'm John McQuay with 8541 Tactical, and this is Mail Call Mondays, the show that answers your questions about precision rifles, optics, and equipment. Welcome to the Mail Call Mondays, and this Monday our question comes from Sean, and Sean asks, Manufacturers are starting to become more detailed on their action specs as fabrication methods have become more repeatable. Would you take a moment and talk about prefit barrels and some of the manufacturers making them for our actions? Ten years is amazing. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much, Sean. And um, this is not going to be a comprehensive uh, prefit barrel episode because, honestly, um, there are way too many manufacturers out there, way too many uh, gunsmiths that are making them, and uh, way too many actions uh, that will accept them to be able to cover everything. Uh, so I'm going to cover a handful of them and give you some generalizations that you can think about uh, when you are planning to either use a prefit barrel or uh, set up a build around prefit or uh, home replaceable barrels. Now the setup that I have sitting in front of me, this is a Oryx chassis, and I have a Remington 700 short action in here, and this is an international barrels uh, prefit. Now, what makes this a little bit different than your average Remington is this barrel actually uses a barrel nut uh, to allow the barrel to index and headspace on the rifle. Now, the main issue uh, with prefit barrels is getting that headspace correct because uh, different manufacturers of different actions have different manufacturing tolerances. And that headspace can't be all over the place. Sammy Spets sets a window uh, that the headspace has to be within. Uh, if you are outside of that, uh, then you can run into an unsafe condition, or if you are too short on the headspace, you can run into a situation where factory ammo will not chamber. Uh, so you want to be really on the nose on that headspace, and on precision rifles, you really tend to want to be on the tighter end of it, uh, so that when you lock a cartridge down in there, uh, it is seating the cartridge consistently inside that chamber. So we want to keep that pretty tight. Now, when we talk about a regular uh, action like a Remington 700 here, uh, Remington 700 has a bolt face that is part of the actual bolt body, so it is locked onto the bolt body, more or less. Uh, and then you have a tubular receiver here, and the lugs uh, that the bolt locks into are contained within the receiver. Uh, then you have a, a recoil lug here, uh, which that prevents the action from sliding backwards uh, in the chassis or stock when you fire. And then normally the barrel will screw up against that recoil lug and there is a shoulder on the barrel. Uh, so it works like a great big huge bolt when you screw it in and tighten it down and it locks that recoil lug against the front of the action. So when we look at all those pieces uh, and we put them together, we notice that there are a lot of places for tolerances to change. Uh, so how deep that bolt face is, or that breech face is cut into that bolt uh, makes a difference. Uh, where that bolt locks up into the lugs of the receiver makes a difference on where that breech face ends up. How thick the recoil lug is uh, makes a difference on how far that barrel can screw into the action. And then where the shoulder is placed on the barrel decides how far in uh, that barrel can go. Uh, usually when a precision rifle gunsmith uh, 
barrels in action, uh, they will cut the tenon on the barrel. Very often they will rough chamber uh, the barrel. Uh, so they use that based off of a print. Uh, and then for the final chambering, they will actually screw the action onto the barrel and then they will use a finish reamer and they will cut the chamber depth until they reach headspace with the barrel actually attached to the receiver. Uh, now, as um, machining techniques have gotten better and uh, we have better receivers and better barrels. Some of that has changed a little bit, um, but that was a pretty standard way uh, for your average gunsmith to be able to do this. Now, uh, when we look at pre-fit barrels, there are really a couple of different types of attachment methods. Uh, we talked about shouldered barrels. That is the typical way uh, that a barrel is attached to an action. Uh, so the uh, either the factory or the uh, gunsmith uh, will turn threads on the tenon and those threads will stop and then there will be a shoulder on the barrel. And that shoulder, when you screw the barrel in, will butt up to the face of the receiver or to the recoil lug and that will stop the barrel from screwing in any further. Other than the stretch that you get when you tighten that barrel down, um, the barrel can't go any farther into the action. That is set. Uh, so it is a hard stop that is machined into the barrel. Uh, there are pros and cons to this type of barrel attachment. Uh, when you are using this type of barrel attachment with a one-piece receiver that does not have a recoil lug, then that shoulder is tightening right against uh, the front of the receiver. And a lot of our precision rifle receivers, that is a precisely machined surface. Uh, so it's machined to be... Um, perpendicular to the axis of the action. So when the barrel screws in, there's no cant one way or the other. Um, and it is generally designed to be very precisely spaced from the breech face. Uh, so being able to machine one of those barrels as a prefit barrel, as long as the tolerances of the action are very tight, uh, then a manufacturer can just cut that barrel based on a print. And when you screw it in, that headspace will be right on the nose. Now, shouldered barrels have the advantage of being able to use a thicker diameter barrel because you don't have to run a barrel nut over uh, the barrel to be able to tighten it back in. Uh, so you can run a much thicker barrel than you can uh, with a barrel attaching with a nut. Again, the drawback to that is uh, the person installing the barrel at home has no control over the headspace. Uh, once the headspace was cut, uh, when the barrel was manufactured, uh, that's it. Uh, there really isn't anything else. I mean, you could you could try to sand stuff off or you could try to do any other stuff at home, but unless you actually have a lathe um, and you are experienced in being able to precisely machine things, um, that's going to be about it. Uh, when we switch over and we look at barrels that attach with a barrel nut, uh, we have kind of an advantage here uh, because the headspace is not being set by the barrel manufacturer. They are setting it to the print and they're roughing it in, uh, but then the final headspace is set when we screw this barrel into the action. So for instance, the rifle in front of me here, I have headspace gauges, uh, 465 Creedmoor, which is what this barrel is chambered in. And when I installed the barrel, I went ahead and uh, screwed it in until it stopped against the bolt. I backed it out a little bit. 
I dropped in a headspace gauge, uh, close the bolt on the headspace gauge, and I turn it gently back until the, the uh, barrel stops on the go gauge. Uh, once the barrel stops on the go gauge, that's about it. Then we're going to turn the barrel nut back. Uh, we're going to snug everything down. I'm going to take the uh, headspace gauge back out. I'll tighten down my barrel nut, and depending upon what fixtures you use versus what action wrench or what uh, barrel vise, um, once you tighten it down, things should not move. Uh, I'll then throw the go gauge back in and make sure the go gauge, the bolt will close on the go gauge, pull the go gauge out, throw the no-go gauge in, make sure the bolt will not close on the no-go gauge, and then I know I'm good. Um, so... I can adjust it at home. So if the bolt is a little bit different, maybe there were some manufacturing tolerances that stacked in there, or the distance between the actual face of the receiver and the bolt face are off a little bit, uh, then I can just screw the barrel in a little bit tighter or a little bit looser, and we're good to go. As long as you don't have to space that barrel out so far that you have too much unsupported area of your case, uh, you're going to be fine, and you can screw that in there and get it all set. So threaded shanks with barrel nuts uh, definitely have an advantage if we are working with something like the Remington 700, where this recoil lug could be a wide variety of lengths. Uh, the receiver, uh, they might have had to face it off a little bit more because of a manufacturing defect or a little bit less because, hey, it came out great. Um, there are a variety of different things in here uh, that can affect that distance. And even as I shoot the rifle and as the uh, bolt lugs wear, uh, it can change that headspace. Uh, so it's nice to have that little bit of adjustment. But again, uh, you can't run as thick of a barrel uh, as you could with uh, a regular shouldered installation. Now, that really depends. This is a relatively thick barrel to begin with. Uh, so I don't know that I really would care as far as uh, that being a drawback on this setup. This is a pretty chunky rifle um, when it was in the ACC chassis. Now it's in the Oryx chassis, uh, it is a little bit lighter. Um, so that's going to depend on your personal preference. Now we run into a little bit of a uh, hybrid between the two. Um, we run into quick change shouldered barrels. Um, we are working right now with the Terminus Zeus Action, which is a quick change barrel system, but it uses a shouldered barrel. Uh, so now is where we get into that. There has to be a lot of um, accuracy in the action manufacturing, a lot of accuracy in the barrel manufacturing to make this work and work well. Um, generally what happens here is the the action manufacturer will produce a print, a uh, blueprint for the shank and the chamber of the uh, barrel. Uh, that print will go to your barrel manufacturer and the barrel manufacturer has to cut that barrel exactly to the print, uh, noting the tolerances that are specified in the print. So you have one machine shop that is cutting your barrel. The other machine shop is building the action. Now, if both machine shops hold true to the tolerances that they have set up, then even if you sway to one side or the other, then your barrel should screw in and the headspace should be within the acceptable limits. 
Um, there are a couple of different ways for barrels to attach on this. Uh, I have used um, really three different setups like this uh, in the past. Um, the Terminus Zeus is one, and the Terminus Zeus uses a shouldered barrel. It is a uh, one-piece action, so the lug is part of the action. The barrel screws in, and the barrel has a smooth portion on the tenon uh, that once you screw that in, there are two set screws that attach to it. So the uh, Zeus barrel is designed to go in hand tight. You tighten it down as tight as you can, just using your hand, uh, and then you tighten the set screws on either side to 10 inch pounds, and those just provide a little bit of security so that the barrel doesn't work its way back out. That is one method. Um, Accuracy International uses another method that I'm familiar with, um, whereas that is a pinch bolt. So there is a bolt that goes through underneath the receiver where the barrel tenon screws in. Uh, once you screw the barrel in and it shoulders against the receiver, uh, you tighten that bolt down uh, to snug things together and keep that from backing off. Uh, the Accuracy International, the crossbolt uses significantly higher torque uh, than the set screws on the, the terminus action. Uh, so that actually requires a tool and a torque wrench to be able to swap the barrels on that. And then lastly, we come down to um, kind of a more traditional version, and that is the Accuracy International AE Mark II that I have. Um, that uses prefit barrels. I actually have uh, done a couple of different ones, one from suppressed armament systems, uh, one from Proof Research, and of course the original barrel uh, from Accuracy International. And those go in like a standard shouldered barrel. Now when I install the barrel on the AE Mark II, it is not as convenient as a lot of the other systems because you do have to hold the barrel in a barrel vise. It does take a lot of torque to install that action. Uh, so it's not something that you're really gonna perform out in the field. Um, Actions like the Remington 700 that I have here in front of me or um, the Savage Model 10 and quite a few of the other Savage uh, models out there uh, that use barrel nuts. Uh, these you could do in the field, uh, but again, they're just really not convenient because you do really need to hold uh, the barrel and the action solidly uh, depending upon what torque specs you're using. And in the case of this rifle, as you can see, to actually get to this barrel nut here, I have to take the scope off. Uh, I have to take the action out of the chassis. Uh, this one, thankfully, uh, the barrel nut uh, that IBI provided is long enough that I don't have to take the scope base off of the action, uh, but some you will have to take the scope base off. So you basically have to strip it down to just the barreled action to uh, swap barrels out. Uh, the advantage of the Terminus Zeus that we're working with right now is you don't have to do any of that. You just loosen uh, two set screws. And again, uh, things like the Accuracy International uh, AX uh, rifles, uh, you just have a screw that you back out. The AXMCs all have a quick change barrel function on them. Uh, so you back one screw out, off comes the barrel, new one goes on, you're good to go. So at this point, I think we have gotten to the point where a quick change barrel or a uh, prefit barrel type setup uh, is really the norm. I know back in the day when I first started shooting uh, precision rifles, um, the only guys that were really running prefit barrels were guys that were shooting savages. Uh, anybody else was running a barrel that was installed by a gunsmith. And 
just with lead times, uh, with the fact that with a regular shouldered barrel like that, you have to send your rifle off to a gunsmith. You are a slave to their wait times uh, to be able to get your rifle back. I think any more we've gotten to the point where uh, pre-fit barrels are just a better way to go. Uh, the accuracy that we've gotten out of uh, this barrel is pretty great. Um, the accuracy I've gotten out of my uh, 243 barrel on the Accuracy International AE Mark II is absolutely fantastic. I don't think I could have gotten better accuracy um, with a barrel that was actually uh, cut and installed on the action. Uh, so I think we've gotten to the point where pre-fit barrels are, uh, are really the norm. Uh, you see a lot of the uh, top action manufacturers out there, they're offering these quick change options because that's really what shooters are demanding. They're demanding the ability to be able to swap their barrels at home. Uh, with something like the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, you know, we're getting okay barrel life on it, so it's not like I'm going to have to send it out uh, constantly to get the barrel replaced. Uh, but with the Terminus, we're running a 6mm Creedmoor. Uh, once I start reloading for that, I will probably push those bullets a little bit faster, and I do expect to have to replace that barrel um, fairly often. Uh, so there, the quick change barrel really shines, and even if you're not doing quick change pre-fit barrels, uh, the ability to buy two barrels at one time, have one barrel sitting on the bench. Uh, when the first barrel burns out, you can go ahead and just swap them out and then order another barrel. And if it takes a couple of weeks to get that other barrel in, uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, you can shoot in the interim. Uh, one thing that we're starting to see is uh, some law enforcement agencies going over to quick change barrels, or not quick change, but pre-fit barrels. Um, because they don't have to have a gun down for an extended amount of time. Uh, it's a lot cheaper to have spare barrels sitting there and have a barrel uh, wrench and a barrel vise uh, instead of having to have a spare rifle uh, to swap out with a shooter while his rifle goes off for gunsmithing. Uh, so that is a, uh, is a really great option. That's my opinion, and as always, I want to hear what you guys think. So, uh, do you prefer pre-fit barrels where you can install them at home, or would you rather send your rifle off to a gunsmith and have the professionals do the work? Uh, please, I want to hear from you. Drop your comment down in the comment section below, or send it to us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the video, please make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to support us, please check us out over on Patreon. And until next time... Get out and shoot.